0: how fancy we are you got an upgrade
1: i've got an upgrade you look pretty good too but people can't see what you and i it's, are talking about it's
0: like we're looking in the mirror remember right now. this is audio not video yeah i know i just like to create a little mystery here at the beginning
1: okay people are probably listening and wondering what we're talking about
0: hi everyone welcome to the 23 podcast michael here with father herb
1: and now do you want to tell them what we're talking about well this is very exciting tuesday morning we are sitting down to record the podcasts for Thursday with coffee with coffee
0: I went to flying Joe do you see there they've got their autumnal stickers on the
1: no I didn't see that I did not go to flying Joe mine's from the the local uh, Bible study this morning however that's still <laughs> we just digressed already yeah we we're did. off the tracks okay uh, no the reason we're talking about it is because we have new matching headphones
0: it only took us 213. No, this is 212. 212 episodes to get it. To get matching headphones. You had
1: headphones.
0: I was long. using earbuds for earbuds. For pretty much And the I whole had time. these
1: old clunky headphones <laughs> that were falling apart. I, I think there was a. Squ- it matched you well. It was like. A, <laughs> thank you. I think there was a chipmunk living in one of the hey. ear
0: earpieces. And then for a while, because we were recording. 30 feet apart you had no headphones no because the cord was not <laughs> so this is my gift to you in the fall of 2021 a brand new set of headphones so this
1: is the first time i can actually hear the background music so i know when we're starting and
0: w- when we're ending you can hear yourself breathing sneezing all, you know all those sounds that get picked up onto a microphone but anyway it, yeah anyway they look good on you
1: it's a beautiful morning once again i am told that the haze that we have these days and i'm not going to be a poet <laughs> uh the haze that we have these days is coming from the fires in California.
0: Yes, I did see that as well. Because we had beautiful blue skies last week, like at the end of last week. And then they said the jet stream was shifting and it would be bringing some of the, the wildfire smoke into the upper atmosphere. So, but it's way up there. You can't smell it. No. Can you? You can smell it anyway. I,
1: I can. I can still smell. You can. Yeah. Well, oh, that's good. One By si- the way, one side of my nose. We should say
0: that's not a COVID joke. That was a nose joke. Just that, to, yeah. To, to be clear.
1: He makes. Well, he doesn't make fun of me as much as I make fun of me. But I'm <laughs> a, I'm the man on my third nose. That's, <laughs>
0: <laughs> What's in a nose? Anyway, it's good to be with all of you as we are continuing through ordinary time. Uh, weekend masses have been wonderful the last couple of weeks. Did you notice the big change in the music department? Last weekend? Uh, I noticed well, it, but I also knew, you knew it was that coming. it was
1: coming, and it was very exciting. So It felt good, didn't it? It, it? Everything felt good.
0: So we went back to our probably most beloved setting of the Mass musically, which is called the Mass of St. Anne. It's the Gloria that people really Glory. love. Glory. That's just like that, and uh, it was it was fun to play it again last weekend because after the summer of you know twelve consecutive weeks of playing the same mass parts, it was four four times a week. It was time
1: for it, a change. It, it was also uh, a different uh, our father.
0: Yeah, I always a- changed, a- the,
1: although the words were the same.
0: I yeah, his words are irreplaceable, but I always I always use the changing of the mass setting as an opportunity to change the setting of the Lord's Prayer as well. Yeah. So and we'll pe- use these pe- for a while.
1: People who just joined our parish during the summer I oh, yeah, felt totally alien like did I get to the wrong church. You know what's
0: pretty crazy is so this Mass setting, the Mass of St. Anne, so for those of you listening, every composer takes all the prayers of the Mass, all the texts. And we're, in, we're not talking about the hymns,
1: not the hymnology. Like, we're talking, I'm talking about
0: the Gloria and the Alleluia and the Holy Holy, all of those and they set their own music to the words of the mass and then they call it it's called a mass setting and then they name it after something that a particular saint or or idea that is important to them so this particular mass setting is called the mass of saint Anne, which was named after actually saint Anne's parish down in marietta georgia that's where the the guy that wrote it he is the music director there um but anyway i was looking at the copyright it's already 10 years old it's a 10-year-old ten, ten mass setting already, which is hard to believe. I feel like we just started it, but it's been a while.
1: 10, ten years is great.
0: Because it came just after the new translation of the mass. And
1: we've used it almost from the beginning. Yeah. was it, it wasn't the very first one we started.
0: No, the first one we used was the mass from age to age, and then we started using the mass of St. Anne. Uh, another one that we do, the one that we were doing over the summer is called the Mass of Restoration, and then uh, another setting that we use quite frequently is called the Mass of Love and Mercy. So there, I find them kind of fun to see. I always wanted to have a Mass of Saint John the Twenty Third. I think we still need to write. I'm one. waiting for you to write it. Okay, well, I'll let's stop the podcast. We'll get started on it. Okay, uh, I'll, I'll provide the words. There, so we'll use this Mass setting until Advent, and then we'll we'll change it up again for the the season of Advent,
1: which you know that'll be here. before. It's going to be it. here very soon because we are already already on the 25th Sunday of ordinary time. And it's too soon for me to ask how many Sundays of ordinary time there are, I'm, but, it, but, that, but, but that's coming in about two or three weeks. You ask me every year and I'm always prepared, but this I'm telling everybody to do their homework. The question is going to come up, <laughs> prepare yourselves, people prepare the way of the Lord. No, that's the, that's the first Sunday of Advent, right? We got time. Okay. So let's talk about this. Uh, last week, the gospel was from chapter eight of Mark's Gospel. Mm-hmm. And in my homily, I talked about The Big Reveal. The big reveal. I said, Well, it's not the big re- reveal. I said it's the slow reveal. Oh. The big reveal comes at the crucifixion you, and death and resurrection.
0: You talked about the double reveal. The
1: double reveal. I was really paying you, that, attention. Yes, because you heard me three times. It takes me a while. Yes. But I do. But listen. but I but what I was gonna say was I I said it was chapter eight and now we're in chapter nine mm-hmm. out of 16 chapters. So we are in the second half and we are about to travel with Jesus from Galilee, which is in the north, mm-hmm. down to Jerusalem. And when you say going to Jerusalem, that's sort of synonymous with going down where the the passion account would take place. Correct. So it's, it's going to be a couple of Sundays yet, but we're going to hear about it. And today it says he, Jesus, Jesus just passes through Galilee mm-hmm. and then goes to the city of Capernaum. Now, most people know that Jesus was raised in the city of Nazareth.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But as an adult, his own hometown was Capernaum. Capernaum was on the Sea of Galilee. Of course, he liked he, the
0: waterfront properties,
1: waterfront property, but he hung around with fishermen. That that's why they they live there. You know, <laughs> you don't live in Nazareth if you are going to be a fisherman. Yeah, so he lived in uh, Capernaum,
0: and uh, so and where are we picking up here in chapter nine this
1: week? We are picking up in verse thirty. Now, what has been skipped between last week and this week is a very significant part. And that's Jesus <laughs> so significant we skipped over it because we've already read it. Oh, what was it? Uh, the Transfiguration of Jesus. Oh, up, it goes up the mountain with Peter and James and John, mm-hmm. and he's transfigured. We just had Transfiguration last month. Well, Transfiguration August sixth, the is, feast, is a, a Sunday. The Feast of Transfiguration is August sixth during the week, but it's also celebrated the second Sunday of Lent. Lent. Right. So when it comes sequentially through the Gospel. They skip it because we've already read it. Been there, done that. But it is quite important. So, so they've had this experience, and now we're moving on. And uh, really, the first part picks up with it's what's called the second prediction of Jesus' passion. How many times do they say you have to say something before people get a new message? You know, let let's say you're coming out with a new product.
0: I think like those that are in marketing would say, I've been told. It takes seven times. That's the
1: number I've heard. Lucky number seven. I heard it from you seven times. (laughs) That's
0: when I first needed a job. I called you seven times. And I said, one more time, and you're over the top. (laughs) I said, I'll buy you some headphones. (laughs) Uh, Eventually. Eventually. In 17 years. 17 years. Um, But yeah, that, and and I think we all um, fall victim to that, that we, we have to be, we have to see something several times. And the way that we are marketed to now on the internet, if you think about it, you know, you Google, A pair of socks, and then for the next two weeks, everything on every website you visit or on your newsfeed on social media are ads showing you socks. Okay, let me ask you. Yeah. Have you ever Googled a pair of socks? No, I don't buy socks online. I usually buy socks at Costco. Okay. But if I'm, but I mean, I do buy lots. I, I, you know what I did buy the other day? Shoelaces. I have the worst luck with dressy shoelaces. I break them all the time. It must be my brute force when I'm tying my shoes. So I am going to a wedding this weekend, and I wanted good shoelaces on my shoes. So I got on Amazon and I bought shoelaces, probably for way more than I could have if I had just gone to the store. But I like convenience. And for the last week, I've, you know how many different types of shoelaces have showed up on, on the <laughs> internet, on my computer? It's crazy. But I've got them. there at my house ready to lace. Did
1: I, did I ever tell you about the time I bought shoelaces as a Christmas gift for my brother? No. As a kid? That I, sounds terrible. I, I, lo- I love shoelaces. and I, I thought it was a good <laughs> gift. I was just a little kid. Oh, okay. Probably three years old, four years old. Well, I could
0: have used some this Christmas, <laughs> but I needed them this weekend. May, may,
1: maybe, what is what are we, three months away from Christmas? Yeah,
0: I'll probably break them again. Let's okay, be I'll, I'll
1: buy you some, some
0: shoelaces. I just find the stock shoelaces that come in shoes are not what they used to be.
1: What's now this? you sound like an old timer. <laughs> What's it's, this it's world coming back to? in my day? They used to give us good shoelaces. It's a true story. Okay. So, uh, we should read the gospel. The reason I ask about how many times is because last week's gospel, after Peter said, you are the Christ and Jesus said, uh, okay, that's the re- the reveal. The first part of the reveal. The second part is the son of man has to go to Jerusalem and suffer.
0: Yeah. We, we start
1: off with that again.
0: Does Jesus do this seven times? Actually,
1: it's three times in Mark's gospel. Which is
0: good because we should listen to Jesus.
1: Okay. So let's go. Uh, you get to read the part about J- Jesus saying that he's going to suffer and die. Okay. I will read the part where it says they came to Capernaum. So I, it's a switch. It, it actually changes. It's almost like two different passages back to back. It's like a scene change. Yes. So you are, here's Michael.
0: Michael. Jesus and his disciples left from there and began a journey through Galilee, but he did not wish anyone to know about it. He was teaching his disciples and telling them, The Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand the saying, and they were afraid to question
1: him. They came to Capernaum, and once inside the house, he began to ask them, What were you arguing about on the way? But they remained silent they had been discussing among themselves on the way who was the greatest then he sat down called the twelve and said to them if anyone wishes to be first he shall be the last of all and servant of all taking a child he placed the child in their midst and putting his arms around the child he said to them whoever receives me i'm sorry whoever receives one child such as this in my name receives me And whoever receives me, receives not me, but the one who sent me, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So let's talk about the second half first, because we've already addressed the first half a little bit last week. Um, They came to Capernaum, once inside the house. I'm guessing very likely it wasn't Jesus' own house. We don't know where Jesus lived. He he claimed Capernaum as his home, Mm -hmm. but the house that they always talk about is the
0: Where where Peter lived. It would be great if, you know, just to digress for one moment, wouldn't it be great if they had like television and stuff back when Jesus was alive like we do now? And Jesus just happened to be on an episode of House Hunters. (laughs) But which one's he going to pick? It'd be great. I would love to watch it. It would be all the rage. House Hunters. Jesus could be the realtor jesus takes you into a house you are digressing (laughs) sorry yeah and you know
1: what i don't watch any of those shows oh i'll come over i'm not hunting for a house
0: well no that's not that's true you you always have your house supplied yeah parish hunting (laughs) now parish
1: hunting would be different keep going oh but let's talk about this he goes into the house and he says what were you arguing about now jesus don't don't even get caught up in the question of his divinity. Like he knows what everybody's thinking. Just just <laughs> he just, just reads minds. Ju- no, just be conscious that he was human and very astute. Right. He he heard them. Right. They were on the road together. You you hear what other people are talking about. Boys will be boys. And he probably knew the answer to the question. What were you arguing about? Because if they were arguing, they probably were loud. Yeah. You don't whisper when you're arguing.
0: <laughs> That's how I'm going to argue from now on. Okay. We'll get in whisper fights.
1: So so they 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 shouted at each other no i'm greater no you're greater or, i've got the purse so i'm i'm the important one what a crazy thing to do yeah and so jesus wanted to challenge it because it he had just said he had just said yeah the son of man's going to die and he had said earlier last week by the way if you want to follow me you're going to have to let go too. Take up your cross and let go of things. Mm-hmm. That shows they they didn't have the foggiest idea. Right? They they missed it. They missed it once again. And they didn't have it. Were they bad students, or was Jesus a bad teacher? Well, and, I, and watch watch how you answer that.
0: I think they were they were trying to figure it all out. You know, we we have the advantage of knowing the story, having it written down for us. It's been studied for thousands of years. They were. This was all unfolding before them, and they didn't have the foggiest idea. Of- they
1: really didn't. Plus, they were, I won't say victims, but they were definitely products of their own culture. Sure. Um, that greatness was always about power and wealth. Hmm. That's what you saw then, and that's what you see now. Yeah. And talk about Jesus being countercultural. Mm-hmm. And then taking the child. Taking the child. Again, we treasure children. I think they loved children then, too. But children had no rights at all. Right, They were property. Actually, even into the beginning of the 20th century, uh, children had no rights. Uh, in the United States, the first example of someone trying to say child abuse is a crime mm-hmm. came in the early 20th century when a social worker went to court under the, the guise of mistreating an animal is a crime. Mm -hmm. It was considered a crime. Mm -hmm. And she argued that a child is an animal, and therefore uh, humans are animals, therefore it's illegal. And that was the beginning of the laws to protect children. Wow. So there was no such thing as child protective services until they started. But there was animal protection services first. Really? Really? Yeah, Well, that's interesting. So that's how that's how it came about. So that's but that's the twentieth century. That was just a hundred years ago. Right. So at the time of Jesus, that it's not a question of whether or not they loved kids, but the, it was a question of do the children have any rights? Mm-hmm. And that's why we always always talk about widows and orphans. You know, if the the man of the family dies, mm-hmm. the widow had no source of income. And then of course the kids had no source of income, so they were at the mercy of everybody else. Yeah.
0: It's hard it's hard to comprehend in some ways and and equate that into the society and, and the structure of our culture that we know today.
1: Well, what I what I've discovered is like whenever there's a war in a country, it's besides besides the combatants who die, there's a lot of civilians who die directly. Mm-hmm. But there's also a lot of civilians who suffer. The aftermath, and the aftermath is usually a combination of uh, lack of income, consequently starvation and sickness. Mm-hmm. So there's just a lot of suffering takes place, but it's usually the women and the children. You know, what does the child,
0: you know, I love the the image of the child in this gospel. You know, he it says, taking the child, he placed it in their midst and putting his arms around the child, he said to them. So it's very... Um the image that is painted here of you know you almost picture Jesus taking the child and placing it on his lap or something like that. Yeah. you know um, but what does the child represent in this passage or what what did the child mean to them or what do children mean to us now? Well, definitely in this
1: case, the child is the one without power. Mm-hmm. The child is the one that is never going to be considered the greatest. Right. And so if they were arguing about who's the greatest or who has the most power or the most influence, he's basically saying, let's turn everything upside down. Uh, you know, when we talk about people don't have a clue, we really need Jesus to, to shake us up again. Yeah. I really think that if anybody studies the scripture, they would just come out pulling their hair out when they look around society because our values You know, are Jesus values upside down or are society's values upside down? Right. But, uh, we're constantly hearing about, you know, do things my way, or I will overpower you, or I've got, it's all about the end justifies the means I got to get this. I've, you know, I don't care if, you know, who falls by the wayside. And when you say, no, treat somebody, treat the child, you treat treat the child with dignity, respect, you treat the child to make sure that the child will grow health in a healthy way. Mm-hmm. And if we put the child as the center of our concern, then that will mean we, we have to respect all the others too. You can't really res- truly respect the child without thinking of individual dignity. For sure. And if you think about individual dignity, that goes to everybody, even the one you disagree with.
0: I, as you were saying that, it reminds me too of even just having children turns your life upside down. All of your priorities, all of your, all of your daily interactions and your schedule and all of that,
1: all goes to. And and frankly, you don't do some of the things you would have done before kids, or someday after your kids are grown. Right. I mean, you plan vacations differently. You, uh, or maybe no vacation. Uh, <laughs> well, I even you know I as
0: a parent of young children, you know, there it's been a long time since my wife and I have said, Hey, let's go do this. And you just go it. That doesn't happen a lot when you have little kids in the house, especially during coronavirus That so it's even, you know, uh, magnified when it's not good to take yeah. kids into big public spaces. Um, but yeah, your, your schedule changes and your priority priority changes, but it's a sacrifice, but it's ultimately a sacrifice out of love. Right,
1: It's not a a burden necessarily. You do it because you love. And that is the part where these two parts of this gospel passage come together. Because Jesus says, the Son of Man is to be handed over to men, and they will kill him. And three days after his death, the Son of Man will rise. But they did not understand. So he's talking about, yes, death is a reality. Mm -hmm. But it's a reality given out of love, a total surrender you give of yourself. That's where greatness is. And so the apostles did not know that that was great. They just thought that was a, a stumbling point in their path. I think another interesting way to approach
0: this could be, what do we consider greatness? And I think in some ways the definition may change based on your profession or your hobbies or what's important to you in life, you know, well, your, do, your core values. Do you
1: have to excel? To
0: be great and you're not talking about spreadsheets (laughs) right yeah 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 (laughs) yeah do you have to excel to be great you know i i dare say there are many great people in our lives that both you and i have encountered that weren't the top of their profession or weren't super wealthy or anything but they were kind people that showed
1: the love of jesus to those around them well we're going to continue to explore greatness in the next few weeks you know what else is great your headphones oh i know thank you very much i got christmas early this year
0: all right friends have a great weekend Uh, i will be out of town but father herb will be here holding down the fort yes take care all right bye-bye